0: This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Step4th Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. I'm sorry, we missed last, uh, last week, didn't we? I, I was sick, and I'm still sick, but, uh, well...
2: <laughs> You're going to suffer through it, I understand. Yes. We, we all appreciate it.
0: <laughs> um,
2: it's your kid's fault, you know that, right?
0: Actually, no, no, I, I can firmly blame it on Sarah. She, the other Sarah, in my office here. She, she got sick and brought it in. <laughs>
2: yeah, <it's> fire, fire! <laughs> no, no,
0: <laughs> no! It's, uh, it's uh, well, whatever. It was either I gotten it from her, or I got it from the kids. You're right. So, whatever. I got, a, I got ahead of the game. After, after all, I just went to school well, now. So,
2: ugh. see, now you can give it to the kids, and the kids can give it to all their classmates at school, and then you're giving it to all the other parents. So it's just revenge ahead of time for whatever they mess with you this year.
0: Yes, yes. There's some joy to that, really. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, it's been interesting. So, pardon me if I'm drinking a lot of water and coughing occasionally, but uh, we're going to get through it. So, um, wow, it has been so flippin' busy here at Stepforth, and, and I know everyone's busy these days, and I'm a little behind on the news. But I do, uh, I know you're—you literally are in the news all the time because you're—you do run. Many newspapers.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, but they rarely talk about our kind of news. <laughs> that is true. you want to talk about ISIS? Then we can go have a conversation. Yeah,
0: or uh, unfortunately, Ebola. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. This is hor- horrifying. But anyway, yeah, let's not get into that. That's a little downer. Um, that said, uh, let's jump into some of the news then. So, what do we want to start with first?
2: I guess one of the biggest things that's happened in the past week or so is Panda 4.1. I mean, it's officially announced, officially rolling out. Um, it's 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 quite an interesting one too, in my mind, because this is one of the first times they've rolled out an ag- algorithm update that didn't seem punitive, like they were punishing people for doing things. They've actually, even when they rolled it out, they said they were they were actually going to help people that might have been addressed or hit. Previously, by a little over aggressiveness in their algorithms, so this is actually seems to be a friendlier update than most. Though there are still some industries that are getting hit pretty hard.
0: <laughs> so they're they're yeah, you know I mean Mr. Skeptic, but they, you know, so they're they're bringing out uh, to to help all those companies that didn't go under in all the time it took for
2: them to launch this again. <laughs> Smaller
0: sites that got nailed. Uh, man,
2: oh. man, you are sick, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I know it's skeptic, but it's or not pessimist I suppose, but it just I don't know anyway I'm well, glad they're doing something good That's well
2: the the other interesting thing about this one is a lot of the stuff we've heard about um panda recently has been really more about updates as opposed to new algorithmic Features. So most of the time we hear about Panda, it's it's an update. They're running Panda, they're refreshing Panda, and it's you know it's you're going to get hit or not hit based on the current algorithms because of the refresh. This one they actually went in and changed the algorithm semi significantly. I think they, I think they said it's going to impact up to about three percent of search results this time around, um, and that impact can be positive or negative. Um, in this case, it's going to actually, I've seen, I personally and our sites have seen a number of positive impacts specifically from 4.1. So um, hmm. it's not nearly as, as bad a news as you usually think when you think, oh, no, there's an algorithm update, right?
0: I can see if, if I'm looking at their, their losers in the U.S. chart that uh, search metrics put together and similar sites.com got nailed pretty hard. I actually find that really, really helpful, that site. Have you ever seen it? No. Um, if you like, for example, if I'm looking for a program, but you know, or I find one and I'm like, "Oh, it's way too much money to use," so I'll type in on Google similar to this program, and similar sites almost always shows up, um, or another one of its competitors, and then they they just literally have lists of different websites that are similar to the one you're looking for, and it's so helpful. Nice. But, they're eighty percent down apparently. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> yeah, it won't be fine enough. <laughs> so I mean, it doesn't affect the quality of their service, just the amount of traffic they're getting from Google.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so their their
2: likelihood of being around them any longer. Yeah. Uh, but, well, but but I think the overall taking from this though is. Good quality content is still a must on your sites. No matter what niche you're in, what business you're in, what market you're serving, you've got to have good quality content. And I've said this a few times in the past year or so. It's almost like small small businesses have to learn to become media companies. They have to be publishing content one way or another on an ongoing regular basis online to really do well in search these days. You've got to almost be your own little media company.
0: Yeah. It's funny. You know, the note hub pages here hubpages.com as a loser. But <clears throat> uh, unless I'm looking at this wrong, it says 30,493 was where they're at. Another 163,548. I think that's good.
2: I <laughs> uh, don't know what's going on there anyway. So, so you remember, I, I used to, I can recall a couple of years ago when they first started coming on the scene, Hub Pages had some amazing, great content. They would publish all the time. They did scientific studies or some really great stuff coming out of there. I haven't seen any good content from those guys in a year or more now.
0: It's true. Yeah, I haven't so, seen much of them either.
2: So maybe that's just proof proof positive that you know that good content is going to impact you, whether you. If you have it, you can't stop publishing it. You got to keep going. You got to mm. be ongoing publication, ongoing media, ongoing content. You know, and something just for our one-on-one listeners that I've heard a number of times. You know, everybody's heard of Google likes fresh content. You know, this is people have been saying that for a decade or more, right? But too many people, I think, mis misconstrue um, that phrase as meaning you have to update your existing content. Meaning you have to go in and take a page of content and change it. That's not what that means. What that means is when Google likes fresh content, that means they want more new content on your site. They want you to be publishing new stuff on a regular basis, ongoing, not updating your existing content.
0: Or, yeah, that's true. Unless, of course, yeah, you'd want to do both, really. I mean, your existing content, if you've got articles that are out of date, freshen them up. I mean, that that can never hurt.
2: Yeah, but that's, not, that's, that's for your users. Not, that's not going to really make a big difference from your organic search ranking for that page. If you, you know, Unless you're going in and completely optimizing it because it, it had no targeting whatsoever, and you're adding some targeting to it, potentially. But just because you're freshening it up, if you have a page that's doing well in organic search, freshening it up is not going to make it do better, and not freshening is not going to make it do worse, if that makes sense.
0: Yes, okay, if it's already doing well, yeah. I mean, I I find it's helpful if there's something that came up in news and uh, it sort of brings back an old article you wrote. You can go back and freshen it up and say, you know, update, and then it gets social hits, and then it gets back up there again.
2: So one of the rules that we use in the news publishing, at least for our sites, and when we go out and train our editors and our our, um, journalists, one of the things we say, because that happens a lot in journalism, Mm -hmm. you have a breaking story and it starts and uh you know you have this page of content and you you got it out there quick you have basic information and you want to update the story as you get more information get more you know news basically about what's going on whatever the story happens to be our rule of thumb is if the story changes enough to change the headline you have to do a new story. And I would say the same thing with website content. If you're going to go back and you're going to refresh something because something in the news changed, if it's changed enough to where you the, the headline of the page should change, it should be a brand-new article or brand-new page on your site.
0: Okay, Fair enough. Yeah, I, I mean, from a news perspective, that makes a lot of sense. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've got, for example, an older page that, you know, you could always say from that older page, this is the new there, there's been an update to this go to this site or this new article i would make sure that that's there the very least oh
2: yeah yeah you definitely have to, to cross like them for sure
0: okay yeah in our site i like to do it occasionally because a lot of our stuff like just sort of disappears over time but this way we can keep things a little more uh, um, timely and especially when it comes to tutorials and such Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you know, another thing I've run into lately, (laughs) and I've actually had a lack of lingo, which is pretty rare. Um, (laughs) Talking to clients, you know, I I try to explain to them, well, this is, you know, these are the organic rankings we're targeting, and these are the local rankings. But, of course, local is organic as well,
2: right? Now it is, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I actually find myself, they're like, well, actually, isn't that local? Isn't that organic, too? I'm getting confused. I'm like so i'm trying to am trying to actually say local and then map based rankings or no map based or organic map based rankings instead of local I don't so know how do you how do you do it? I'm curious. The the,
2: the way I do it, I, I first I make sure they understand that the local search results, the ones that you're con- calling map based rankings, have a completely different algorithm yes. than the standard organic. So that they're Absolutely. two separate things. Now those algorithms are starting to merge, especially when, with Pigeon in the past couple months. Those are starting to merge more than they had been in the past. But the way I try to do it is I talk about local search results, the map results as local, because that's like the the common. Um, industry standard for calling talking about those as local search results when people start getting confused about that in organic i try to phrase the organic as being geo-modified search terms so you're (laughs) having search terms with with some kind of geo-modification where you're calling out a specific location in a search term um, and you're getting those results in standard organic search versus you know you'll still get the the because you remember the, the, the local search results, that one box or the seven-pack or the three-pack, whatever it's called nowadays, is part of universal search. That's being inserted in there just like the video search results, like the image search results, the news search results. It's being inserted into the organic as another type of search result, mm-hmm. right? So... You know, there's the organic search results, which we we all recognize are the standard organic listings. Then you have the universal search results, which are local and news and blog and and video and images, all those other things that get inserted in there. Shopping. So if you if you explain it that way, it seems to help separate the two in their mind. There's organic and there's local.
0: Yeah. I anyway, I I do find that explaining because I. I I used to say the non-paid results are organic, but then, of course, that covers both local and that. <laughs> and sure. I, don't know, I find myself getting cut in the corner occasionally, and I'm like, okay, well, this is how I explain it. And I do explain it similar to how you do it. But it still doesn't feel satisfying when the client's like, mm, but they're both not paid. I'm like, yeah, I know,
2: but. Which you, you kind of have to go back to that universal search results yeah. concept where you have Google is really a collection of search engines, and that main search result page that you see often has. Many, many results from the different search engines inserted into it. And mm-hmm. local search is just one of those search engines.
0: One of the things I'm also finding a little frustrating is um, uh, it, when I'm talking to specific uh, prospects and they're saying, well, the local pack doesn't even show up for me. I'm like, oh, uh, yes, but their local is relevant within the search because it's, again, like you said, geomodified. Of course, most of them, their eyes just sort of go, huh? When I use that word, yeah. but... Um, um, Understandably.
2: <laughs> so, so, somebody did a study tied to real estate recently in Pidgin, and Pigeon. The, and the Pigeon was really hit real estate hard, we thought, because all of the local search boxes for real estate agents disappeared, right? You could mm-hmm. not find a local search box for real estate agents anywhere. And so, so, one of the businesses, and I'll have to find it for you to show it to you, and mm-hmm. I'll put it on our Google Plus page, but one business that really dealt with a lot of these clients, a lot of real estate clients, did a study. And while these these local search results dropped dramatically. They, they see almost none of them across their client base. Organic search traffic has pretty much skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. So they're getting a ton more traffic without the search boxes than they were getting with the ser- the local search boxes, mm. which is really interesting to me.
0: It is. Well, and it's, it's from what I've seen, I mean, short of the address information showing up, and it's not. Uh, the, the content doesn't seem that much different. You type in for this case, uh, like say web design company, which is usually not showing any local box, at least in the areas I've been looking. Um, the results are based on your local locale. I mean, it's almost the yeah. same.
2: Well, we'll think about this way too. It's so With- personalized. Yeah, you know, with those local search boxes, a lot of times the information the, cl- the, the the searcher needed was there. Just like with the knowledge graph, they could click in, they could find the phone number, they could see it on the map, get to the address. That's what they were looking for. Without that, people are clicking through to the websites more than they were because mm-hmm. they because they they have to go there to get the information now.
0: Yeah, it's good for us. I wonder how long that'll last.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not very long. <laughs> Unless, of course, uh, Europe has its way.
0: (sighs) Oh, yes, yes. Well, well, let's get to that in a second. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little about Europe and Google's woes.
1: (laughs) SEO 101 will be back right after recess.
3: at BruceClay.com
4: internetmarketingninjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled internet marketing ninjas. Disavowed documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link related issues. The internet marketing ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the internet marketing ninjas can do for you visit the online dojo now at internet oh yeah my day is done time for happy hour you're already done for the day yeah because i use certified their ppc tools literally save me hours every day how do you keep on top of all of google's new features easy with certified knowledge their interactive learning modules keep me up to date and if there's something i don't know i can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the google help files
1: Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over, and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcut, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Uh, we were just uh, segueing into uh, good old Google and poor Europe. Uh, actually, it's all the way around, isn't it? Um, it Depends on your perspective, really <laughs> yeah, as a publisher, uh, I don't know do you, I think it's it's pretty ridiculous what's going on, but let's just quickly explain it I mean, I mean you should since this is your department, definitely what's so, going
2: on Well, it's not just news there's a lot there's there's a lot going on in Europe where there's there's a collection of companies and lobbyists and and countries that are really going after Google because they're a monopoly. they own such a large share of the search even more than they do here in the u.s i believe um that there's anti-competitive things going on there where people are saying they're sending too much traffic to their own sites and they're they're not giving competition enough of a play um you know there's the, the publishing companies the newspapers and magazines in europe are basically saying a lot of the same things that the publishers said here before they realized you know the that that um, Google's actually helping them. Mm-hmm. so the publishers are saying you guys are benefiting and profiting from our work by by publishing our stories or publishing snippets of our stories and headlines you know and they want I know the U.S. companies for a long time were talking rumblings about we want to be paid for these. Associated Press basically banned Google for a long time and told told Google you can't index our stories unless you pay us for them. And Europe's kind of doing the same thing right now. Um, If they pass, there's a bunch of legislation and laws in the works in Europe right now to try to make Google change the way they do business. And I think they will realize if these get implemented that they made a big mistake because there's a lot of the traffic, a lot of things. What it will do is open up the the uh, the area for another rival search engine to come in and provide results. But then they will end up say, facing the same issues that, that Google's facing right now. It's just very weird the way people are looking at Google as a competitor and an anti-business. Business as opposed to a partner That's somebody that can send them traffic, send them business, um, which is what they can be if they're if you're done right. And I know Ross, you you hate them to death when it comes to small businesses, but they really can work well for for businesses overall. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and um, I I just think it's it's hilarious how how hardcore like they're going for the link tax. They were trying to get, to get Google to pay.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I am so glad that I got shot down. I didn't want to see that kind of precedent. But um, I mean, I, I'm you know, I I've, I I've, I've kind of try to find line between love and hate for Google all times. But um, it, when it comes to this stuff, it is you know, Google's got to stay there. I mean, it's got a lot of benefit and search engines mm-hmm. alone, right? And I mean, right. as a result of these publishers, a lot of people or a lot of businesses in that have any kind of a news edge or or aggregation edge will not index these news publishers that have any kind of infringement issue so they're not getting the visibility generally news isn't getting out there in in the way it could you know d- uh, different opinions whatever it could be you know that's important stuff that's that's what people yeah. need to read it, so they get a better idea know, of what's going and, on
2: and what and, and he, this would also send a precedent for distribution of information online mm-hmm. so if if these if these publishers were successful in Europe and all of a sudden Google cannot index and republish their content without paying them, the next step is if you're on Facebook or Twitter and you share a news article from one of these publishers, you have to pay the publisher too or they're going to send you a bill. You know, why, why is it any different for you personally sharing it with your friends you know, compared to Google sharing it because they've indexed it and you looked for it and asked for it and they gave it to you? Yeah. you know, where does it end?
0: Well, and, and I think now they're trying – they've put together an ensemble to uh, sue them and, and tr- uh, Google to try and get 11% of the earnings resulting from news-based views.
2: Yeah. Well, it's all, this, is also, this is also competitors of Google's you know, seeing this opportunity and really stoking the fire. Mm-hmm. So it's just in the past couple of days, TripAdvisor and Yelp – have combined and created a website in Europe basically targeting Google+, saying, you know, we did this research, and this is research done by Facebook and Twitter and MySpace in 2012, and they have this tool that lets you compare Google's results that include Google+, and Google's re- standard organic results to see which ones give you better results. They're, they're spouting all this stuff about Google's standard organic is better search results than, than organic plus Google+. Plus. It's just this whole thing that what got me about it, though. It was very well done, actually, and it's very it's an interesting read, and they're using Google's own words against them. Um, but the interesting thing to me about the whole thing, it's TripAdvisor and Yelp that put this together. <laughs> TripAdvisor and Yelp who put this whole thing together, acting like a community service organization that's fighting for the rights. No, they're not. They're, they're fighting for their business that, that <laughs> Google's taking. So it's very interesting.
0: Uh, yeah, and, and and of course they don't have a foothold here in the U.S. Or I mean, in here, there in the U.S. or Canada, because of course we've got all these, these different rules. But in Europe, they're getting their ass. Well, Google's getting their ass handed to them often.
2: Yeah. Well, it uh, started. It started with the right to be forgotten, right? Mm-hmm. And they then companies and businesses realized hey, the legal action can be taken in one against Google, and so they went after him.
0: Hmm. Well, well, um, well, I guess we'll see what happens next.
2: Yeah. It'll be, it's, fun, it's fun to watch, though. It's it's scary at the same time. <laughs> so
0: uh, one of the things you published here, and it piques my interest, of course, because I haven't actually read about this yet. Keywords are dead. What's up with this?
2: <laughs> well, this isn't necessarily something that's out there published. This is something oh, that, okay. that I've, I've read a couple of different articles, a couple of different things. And just my general... Thought processes over the past couple of years, as as our industry evolves, that the ideas of keywords to me are is dead. The idea of using a keyword um, is pretty much gone the way of link building. It's, <laughs> it's dead. So, and the, and I, one of the things that really struck me today, because I was reading, you remember we talked a couple of weeks ago about that. Um, the uh, search, the search metrics put out that new um, algorithm ranking f- features. Right, right. Breakdown talking, of the algorithm. The yeah. breakdown. So there was a there was an interesting analysis of that done recently. That I read it, I think, on Marketing Land, where they were talking about how keywords themselves are not nearly as important anymore. And they were using the information from this. And the one thing that really caught my mind, my eye, that I hadn't read before, and it makes a lot of sense to me, is tied specifically to Hummingbird, right? So the Hummingbird update, we've talked about it a few times, and it really was designed to help Google understand the search query better. It was really about understanding what was really being asked. It's tied to mobile, it's tied to potentially to voice search, and, and I thought, you know, it really didn't impact standard search that much. Um, it's just more about understanding a search query, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this, this analysis came out. <coughs> it was very interesting. So... Um, at post pre hummingbird, a lot of the keyword sets that we use had very similar meanings, so like meanings, so like variations on a keyword, like, um, you know, great um, ice cream sundae recipes, and then um, the best recipe for ice cream sundae. Those are very similar phrases, they mean the same thing, but when you search for those two phrases in organic search, you know, nine out of the 10 results would be different because those phrases were so different, right? This mm-hmm. was pre hummingbird. Now if you do that same type of search phrase only 2 out of the 10 results are different. So what's happening is because of hummingbird diversity in search results tied to similar phrasing and similar keywords is dramatically been reduced, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea of having individual search phrases for indif- you know variations on search phrases and we we've seen this happening gradually time over time for years now. But I think it's really hit home that individual keyword phrases to me are not nearly as important anymore as topics. What is this page about from a topic standpoint? And we're actually going back to the old days in a way to where you could, you could have a page targeted for quote unquote seven or eight different related key term phrases right used to be able to do that and then we moved away to no now you need more specific targeting per page because there's so many, so much content and each page should be highly targeted right mm-hmm. I think we're moving back to a phrase where a page should be about a topic that covers a number of key phrases that are around that subject um, instead of individual keywords
0: yeah in a sense if, if you've got the right signals pointing to your page showing credibility it's almost easier to get those that that visibility now because it's 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 about the meaning of the page, the yeah. semantic meaning it's and and then all the keywords that are related to that there's a potential of getting a ranking for of yeah. course there's a certain weight to what keywords are probably used but yeah.
2: And this goes back. There's been articles for years now, and I've I've read them. I wrote them. I've had you know people that I've mentored write these articles. That keyword rankings are not a good metric. You should not be. Everybody that's professional SEO should understand that keyword rankings is not the proper metric to 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 gauge results. Right. Keyword rankings are a KPI. It's a performance indicator, and you should potentially track them. But that's not your goal. Your goal is not to get a better search result, or, you know, a, a better ranking. Your goal is to drive business, to drive traffic, to to get more products sold, to get more leads. Those are your goals. Keyword rankings are just a, a performance indicator towards meeting those goals. Mm-hmm. So for for me, this just follows along with that. If you're if you're not even talking about keywords. When it comes to SEO, and you're talking about topics, and you're talking about um, areas of focus, and business, you know, opportunities and products, you know, not keywords, and you're talking more about driving traffic and you know making conversions, you're you're way ahead of the game in my mind. Get rid of the idea of keywords.
0: Yeah, it's a constant battle. I find um, everyone is still attached to the keyword game, and and I'm clear with everyone that it's about like every client, every prospect, that it's about making you more money. But, uh, and you know, and we, that's why we like to be held to analytics, Google Analytics in terms of metrics. But when it comes right down to it, they're not happy until they see those results in a ranking. And it's, it's, it's got to change, but I don't know how... It's, it's almost going to have to be
2: see, impossible
0: it's, to make a ranking or get a ranking report before they'll give up.
2: <laughs> no, and I understand. And for, for a lot of SEOs that need business on a regular basis, I'm, I'm very lucky... To the to the point, I can look at it because because I, I do I do in-house SEO and I do agency style stuff, so I can I have the luxury to look at it from the in-house side and say I don't really have to worry about rankings. My goals are traffic and page views and visitors, mm-hmm. right? I understand that small businesses want to, to to look at a keyword and show up. There's a there's a vanity aspect to keyword rankings that is hard to get past. It really is, um, and I know that a lot of SEOs out there can't afford to say, no, I'm not going to work with you if you insist on working doing keywords because yep. I want to drive traffic. You can't do that. But I think as, if as an industry, we really kind of start talking about, you know, we have to turn the conversation away from that as an industry. Because unless we do, and the, the, the conversations we have stop focusing on keywords, whether we be talking about link building, whether we are talking about content targeting, no matter what, you know, reporting rankings, all that stuff, it's got to go away at some point. It really does.
0: Well, well said. Thanks for doing so much talking. It's helping my old throat here, so I appreciate that.
2: <laughs> Let's take a
0: quick break and we come back. Uh, we'll just uh, get into a couple other points before we… Uh
1: SEO 101 will be back right after recess.
4: WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here.
3: Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com.
4: Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now.
1: Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session only on webmasterradio.fm.
0: Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. And myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So uh, one of the things that uh, has been interesting lately is is this uh, bit on Google Answer Boxes. And uh, I wonder if I could get you to uh, jump into that, too, while I drink some water here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, so everybody's familiar with the knowledge graph and answer boxes, I hope. And if you're not, of course, knowledge graph is when information shows up on the side S- or the top of the screen, giving you the, the the information about a search query. My favorite example is if you search for Carlos Santana, over on the right side, there's a whole big thing about Carlos Santana. It has his picture, a little bit of biography, some links to some of his uh, music. Just uh, That's the knowledge graph. The answer box, which is another thing that's happening more and more frequently now in Google, is where if you type a question in who was the 22nd president of the United States, instead of giving you a list of pages that has links to pages with the answer to that question, which they still do, the very top, they give you the answer to the question, right? So they're actually providing you the answer right then and there. And it's happening more and more. Um, Actually, there's a a tool that Moz has. Um, what's What's it called? MozCast, if you're familiar with this. MozCast will actually <coughs> tracks some of the features. And when we talk about features, we're talking things like when you look at a search result page, there's features of it. One of them would be AdWords or images or the news box, things we, we, we kind of talked about earlier today, local search. thats a feature. One of the features it tracks is knowledge graph and answer boxes, right? How many times does an answer box show up in a search query? Well, they've, they've recently shown, literally in the past week, the number of times the answer boxes show up in a search query increased from just about two and a quarter percent of the time to three and a half percent of the time, right? So that's a 60% jump in the amount of times these answers are showing up in search results. And so this is just a clear indicator, in, you know, in my mind, in a lot of people's mind, that these answers are becoming more and more prevalent in Google. And what that means for us is they're sending less traffic out for people looking for these kind of the questions that these answers are for.
0: And from an ethical perspective, one of the things I've been reading about is, is, and I kind of like getting into the philosophy at all, but is if Google is providing the answers, are they providing all aspects of answers, all sides of the truth, quote unquote truth? And and they're going to have to be very careful there. There's tons of people watching this just to make sure they don't stumble because that is very dangerous territory.
2: Well, the the other ethical issue that a lot of people are talking about related to this is where are they getting the answers? Mm -hmm. So these answers are actually coming from pages on the Internet that other people have created the content. And in many cases, underneath the answer, they actually link to the source where they got the answer, right? Mm -hmm. So the source is complaining. It's like, look, that's traffic you could have sent to my site where I could have had a page view, sold more advertising, made more money. But they didn't come to my site because you took my answer and published it instead of sending them to my publication and my answer. So there's an ethical debate there as well as they don't th- that the knowledge that they're, they're publishing isn't necessarily theirs. I'm
0: just, yeah? thinking, just thinking, uh, I wonder if anyone's asked. I wonder if that link passes page rank.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, gu- I guarantee people have checked that. Oh dear. But even if it has a no follow, we know those don't work most of the time anyway, right? <laughs> True enough. <laughs> um, but, but, but look at it this way, though. Whether a it passes page rank or not, if they selected your answer, because if, if you are, have the answer for who was the 22nd president of the United States and they publish your answer, they link to you, that means they consider you the most authoritative page on that question, right? Mm-hmm. So they already have you as an extremely authoritative site tied to that question because they're using your answer but there's where the ethical dilemma is why aren't they sending you the traffic you know they, they claim that they're doing it to make it easier for their users to get the information they need without having to go through another click but at the same time you know if 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 that's your answer are you upset that they didn't send you the traffic or are you happy that they think you're an authoritative site and they're stealing your answer it's <laughs> it's it's a very weird situation
1: yeah
0: and, and i wonder has anyone done um, a any research to see whether or not people or businesses that are chosen or whatever, websites that are chosen in the knowledge graph for the answer have better rankings overall?
2: Well, for for knowledge graph, I think there's a difference between knowledge graph and answers. They're tied together.
0: But you'd think that the the credibility required to become a a major contributor to the knowledge graph would roll. We
2: know know that Wikipedia was a major contributor for a long time.
1: (laughs) Forever. and we know
2: that, and we know that they rank they rank for every freaking search term on the planet. <laughs> so, with that correlation, I, you know, uh,
0: yeah, well, it's, it's it's true. I guess there's been enough studies on that. Yeah. <laughs> um on another note, and I love this because it's it's becoming an ongoing joke at least to me, um ever, I think every episode we've talked about someone saying that Google Penguin refresh may coming soon. Um, <laughs> search engine land just posted and it's and it's from um, uh, Google's Gary uh, Ill, ILLs. I don't know how to say his name. Is it so Ills?
2: for the so for the geeks in the audience, when he said that, my first my first inclination was to say Gary Gygax. <laughs> so that the geeks will know what I'm talking about. Yeah, sorry, I don't even know that. <laughs> I guess I'm, I guess I'm not there. Ge- <laughs> Gary, Gary Gygax was the guy who invented Dungeons and Dragons. <sighs> ah, no,
0: that's nerds, my friend.
2: <laughs> no, no, geeks know that too. Um, look I'm up, a look, geek. I don't know that one. Look up the <laughs> look up the Venn diagram for geeks, nerds, and dweebs.
0: <laughs> oh dear. Okay, I'll try. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, apparently at Search Marketing Expo East, Gary uh, from Google, <laughs> I'll just say that instead of his last name, um, says that uh, Penguin is not just a refresh, Penguin Three, that is, but it's a full rewrite of the algorithm, and that quote-unquote, people will be happier about it. Um, We'll see. (laughs) Um, Which people? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, well, it may or may not come out soon because, of course, they're still testing it. If they run into any glitches, then it'll once again be delayed. But um, at least it's on the horizon. Yay, we get to say that again.
2: (laughs) If If they have any brains, they will keep putting it off, keep saying there's glitches, whether there are or not, until after the first of the year.
0: Yeah. Oh, dear. It's getting pretty late in the year, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but I, you know what? There's so many people that got hit that I, I kind of hope they do launch it, just because I, I feel so badly for those companies that have worked so hard, spent so much money to try and get back in, and i have just been sitting. Yeah, uh, it just it's not fair. So
2: oh that's well. true too. That's true too. At least maybe they could run a refresh before they launch the algorithm update to help those companies, then launch the the, the update after the first of the year.
0: There you go. There you go. Hey, and, and to anyone out there who is uh, uh, connected to our Stepworth profi- profile, actually, I'll put this on our community profile for SEO 101 as well, but I did a one-hour webinar last week or was it, yeah, or the week before on um, strategy and things to, to, to get you where you need to be in rankings without – or not rankings – uh, exactly the opposite actually. Where you need to get to without focusing on rankings. You know, get the business. So um I'll I'll post a link to it. I, I think it turned out well and, and I've certainly loaded it with lots of tips. So
2: see, see, keywords are dead. You didn't even know it. You're already doing webinars on it. Hey, I didn't say I didn't know it. I just want your opinion <laughs> on it.
0: <laughs> Don't threaten my ego.
2: <laughs> it's it's easy to do when you're sick though. It is. It really is. Well, thank you, sir.
0: You did wonderful covering for me there. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And uh, with that said, I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Remember to tune in next week on SEO 101 for God knows what. There's so much stuff going on. It'll probably hopefully be above the Penguin Refresh, uh, depending which where you're looking at it. But uh, (laughs) our future episodes air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern every Thursday on webmasterradio.fm. We may be changing the day. We will get back to you on that. But uh, in the meantime, have a great week, everyone.
4: This radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24 7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
1: You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Savevesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs stairs offers four to six percent returns no fees and you can withdraw anytime do your future a favor visit stairsapp.com today